Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 82 of Knowing Wheel. Yes, we're back a little bit late this week. I apologise that the podcast is a bit all over the place at the moment. Um, last week, of course, if you missed out our USGP preview, I would recommend going back and checking out. We went through a few interesting points in the world of Formula 1. But yeah, quickly though, like I said, I apologise. We're going to try and see how we get on over the next couple of weeks, but I don't quite know yet when the Mexico GP show uh, is going to be going live. But, as always, I'm joined by Jamie183. How how are we doing, mate? I'm good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a few days since, since the US Grand Prix, but very, very good. Um, one of the races of the season, I thought. Um, but yeah, we're here eventually, and uh, we'll get the podcast to you. Don't quite know when, but there we go. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, we could, to be fair, have done this and got it up on the normal upload day of a Tuesday. Uh, but Jamie didn't like the idea of getting up at seven in the morning like a civilised human. No, I could have done. But could you, have, but you didn't want yeah. to. That could have happened to us, but it didn't. No, exactly. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, of course, as always, though, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely check out the links down for Spotify below. Um, you know, a massive thank you to the support. There has been a bit of a bigger push, actually. Uh, recently over on Spotify. So a big thank you uh, to all of you that are listening over there, enjoying it, everything like that. You know, just hitting the follow button really does help us out. As you know, I think 2023, I think is going to be the year of No One Wheel, Jamie. I don't know about you, mate, but I'm feeling quietly confident about it. But yeah, of course, there'll be links as well to F1 merch, uh, buy bit, everything, all that good stuff down below as well. Uh, so check it out if you're here on YouTube. But Let's get into it, though. Of course, we don't really need to talk about the pre-US Grand Prix because we did all that uh, in last week's show. So I, I guess we should probably just jump straight in, Jamie, uh, to the first big announcement of the weekend, which was Logan Sargent is a Williams driver next year if he scores enough super license points. And how Williams will it be when he gets shafted in Abu Dhabi and then doesn't get to drive next year? Yeah, that would be very unfortunate. If that happens, I think he deserves it. Um, deserves a chance at getting the seat. Um, obviously, he's done a few FP1s as well. Um, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, he's got to not bottle it in Abu Dhabi, which if I don't know if he does, I can probably see Mick Schumacher ending up there. But we'll see. Hopefully for his sake, he uh, has a completely calm weekend and just secures the top six championship position or whatever he needs. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good for him. I think we've, we've sung Logan Sargent's praises quite a bit over this year you um, certainly have so, yeah. a bit more yeah 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 well i backed him and they dnf'd immediately in hungary so always gonna happen always gonna happen apologize apologies to any young driver who i support yeah you're basically you, screwed you're in the bin basically i mean we really did give dennis Hauger the kiss of death this year didn't we by yeah. saying we reckon he was going to dominate formula 2 and then yeah. he basically has done nothing I mean, we, we've kind of spoke about it before as well, though, in the past, haven't we? We'd love to try and do a bit more content around Formula 2 next year, especially now we've both hopefully got a bit more time to watch it. But we'll mm. wait and see as to how <laughs> things to go. Hey, you you kept going on at me about it. You wanted to do... Remember, Jamie, when we first started yeah, this Yeah, before podcast, I worked Sundays, I said that. <laughs> you wanted to do a whole F2 mini-show wrapped inside. It was going to be a great idea. That was just because Joe won in Bahrain the first in 2020. You did get really hyped that Joe Wai knew won a single race. But, I mean, yeah, go, I was thinking about this as well. Going into 2023, we have quite possibly the weirdest F2 selection getting promoted, don't we? Uh, yeah, well, who... We got a yeah, champion from two years ago, a champion from three years ago, and a guy that finished third. Like how, like just the... bizarre oh, yeah, is that combo? Yeah, of course. That is very weird. It's like it's like being FT champion isn't enough to get you a seat. Now you've got to then wait a year or two. But yeah. that's what it was for, like Van Dorn and Gasly and Palmer. So that makes 
a little bit of sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all a bit strange, isn't it? I think at the end of the day, because it is weirdly common now in yeah, Formula yeah. 2. But It's like the seats get sewn up too quickly for the F2 champion to get one. So yeah. they've got to wait a year. But... Yeah, it's all, all a bit strange, isn't it? I think we'd have to really do a deep dive into that uh, over yeah, the winter yeah. break. But, I mean, we sort of look at the other drivers that um, Logan Sargent's been going up against this year, of course, Drogovic has ran a pretty dominant campaign, but just has no link anywhere. Of course, he's Aston Martin reserve driver next year, uh, so I'm guessing all he's hoping for is when Seb, uh, sorry, when Alonso even uh, gets bored with the team after three Grand Prix next year, uh, that he can sort of slide in there and take the seat. There we um, go. Under five minutes for the first Alonso slander. It's no, it's not Alonso slander. <laughs> it's Aston Martin slander. Go get him comments. Go have on, him. have me. Go on, try it. I can't <laughs> wait to roast him. Nice driving with an illegal car, mate. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, Formula 2 this year has been weird though, hasn't it? Because again, one of the big ones that I think kind of went, not under the radar necessarily, but did just get shafted all year long was Teo Porcher, wasn't it? I mean, he should have uh, been... Liam Lawson. And Liam Lawson as well. But, I mean, Teo Porcher spent half the year getting mecha-chromed, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he, I mean, both he and Liam Lawson should have probably been top three, definitely. Well, I mean, Porcher is my pantomime villain because he would be replacing Joe, so I've got to just not like him out of principle. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Teo Porcher is looking pretty comfortable now in P2 overall heading into the championship finale. But, I mean, Liam Lawson's down in seventh place still. Uh, but that being said, he's still only, what, 12 points behind yeah. Logan Sargent. So yeah. it, it could still all go. I mean, you mentioned there how you think Mick Schumacher go, would go to Williams next year. I do actually believe now that Haas are going to re-sign him for one more season. I don't believe at all. But Any particular reason? Hulk, and he's trash. You still so. believe Hulk's going to be going there, despite the fact there's no real conversation about that anymore? Yeah, there is. There was really? last week, anyway. Well, that, yeah, but that just kind of all fell Shall apart we... didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I th- I still think Hulk will get it. I, I think Schumacher was terrible on Sunday in the race. But we'll he, no, he had damage. Way. He had damage. Um, well, <laughs> you know, it's know. it's just the way it goes. But I mean, we've now yeah. I mean, we've got a new driver at Williams, a new driver at McLaren, and a new driver at AlphaTauri next year. It is Lando, George, and Alex 2.0. But I don't think these three are going to quite get on the same way as those three did. But speaking of Alex, Lando, and George, let's talk about qualifying then, Jamie, uh, for the US Grand Prix. Uh, it was a it was a stretch. I think is how we're going to word that one. Uh, just just to warn you guys as well, Jamie's actually got to go out after we record this show, so I'm going to see how badly I can wind him up tonight and get yeah. him to try and. Push I'm like, this get on. on with it, get on with it. We've been speaking that this section wasn't even in the notes, and we've been going six, seven minutes already. I'm fuming. Well, it's just the way things go, mate. Just get on with it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about qualifying though. It was it was a weird qualifying, wasn't it? Really. Um, Esteban Ocon immediately out in Q1. Not not something we'd expect from Alpine after. No, he's quite a bit few weird, isn't he, Ocon? Like Ocon just randomly. I th- I can't remember what other race it was. It was out in Q1. I think was it. There was one race where he was just 16th for no obvious reason. Alonso got top Singapore, 10. Singapore, I feel like. It's just randomly, yeah. He just has weird off weekends. When this was one of them. I mean, he ended up lucking his way ahead of Alonso in the points, but. Yeah, that's been how it's gone all season. So, 
Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he was joined by, obviously, Nicholas Atifi out in Q1. That really goes without saying. A final US Grand Prix for him. But he is signed up to IndyCar next year. And I'm genuinely, I'm not saying this as a joke, I'm genuinely intrigued to see how he's going to get on next year uh, in yeah. uh, IndyCar. Because I think that is probably going to be quite a weird little season for him. Um, but Daniel Ricciardo as well, weirdly enough, that still goes without saying. How on earth McLaren <laughs> still paying uh, for him just to stink up the place? He looked so depressed after the, after I this mean, weekend generally why on earth would you put on your helmet want to go fast when yeah. you've had the he season you have because you do genuinely want to go fast you're looking for answers um but found it quite cute that the fact the horse managed to get uh paddock pass when half of the people i see on twitter moan about not being able to get paddock passes <laughs> uh, you know wow work, that would rile them up see that Oh, mate, you know how it is. You know how it is. But Here he is, Mr. Red Bull Hospitality over here. What can I say, you know? You've got to make moves, mate. <laughs> got to make moves. I'm bringing you along next year. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Latifi, Ricardo, uh, Esteban Ocon, all at Q1, as well as both Haas cars. The one weekend where you want the Haas to do really well, of course, announcing their new title partnership uh, next year with MoneyGram. They were seemingly nowhere on Saturday. And, to be honest... Kind of lucked into a decent result on Sunday on K-Mag's side of the garage. Yeah, yeah. He did very well in the, to make those tyres last, but yeah, it was more by luck than judgment, you feel like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, Q2, though, no real surprises there, was it? Of course, Gasly, Seb, Zhou Guanyu, Alwin, Yuki, Sonoda are all out in the second qualifying session. Uh, but talk me through Q3, Jamie. And I'm intrigued mm. to see how quickly you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I... It was very late in Saturday evening. I actually can't remember what what the first runs were like, but I think it was basically Leclerc and Verstappen were there. Hamilton was actually right there in the first runs, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Hamilton and then, was rapid all weekend. Yeah, second runs. It was very bizarre because we just thought, oh, it was just a classic 2022 qualifying session where last lap Verstappen and Leclerc just pull that extra bit out. Generally, Leclerc has been ahead. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, uh, Carlos Sainz sort of came out of nowhere and stuck it on pole position is his second fastest qualifying time uh, ever, his third pole position because of Belgium as well. Um, yeah, Leclerc down, well, it was a Friday one too, Leclerc second, but with a 10 place penalty. So lined up, I think, 11th on the grid with other penalties 12th. as well. 12th on the grid, okay. Um, yeah, Verstappen and then Perez, it was a bit of a Noah's Ark. Uh, Mercedes looked there and thereabouts, but then just didn't have that edge at the very last second. So it was Hamilton ahead of Russell, fifth and sixth, as we've seen so often this season. Uh, Lance Stroll, best of the rest. Aston Martin were good, actually, this the whole weekend. They were, they were very on it. Probably probably the fastest car in the midfield this, this race, I would say. Yep. Um, yeah, ahead of Norris, Alonso, and Valtteri Bottas getting his car into Q3. My the first man, time in quite a while. Bottas, who I yeah. watched, actually, doing some simulator runs around Kota a couple of weeks ago. It was very interesting. Did you show him how to do Term 19? could have done with that help in the race uh no he uh, to be fair actually on the simulator he was really struggling with the final corner in the s's i think i watched him loop it about three times there uh so you know a little yeah. bit of inside well, on the game you could just cut the inside of that by about three meters that's no this was a, on the way into that corner he'd loop it round going in and go oh, the wrong way that is bizarre yeah which is a bit strange yeah. but you know we won't we'll talk about valtteri bottas and some technical analysis on that front i mean really what you need to know is he's still got 46 points against joe you six this year so oh yeah context not needed <laughs> apparently um I, i've noticed though obviously um like i said you know leclerc perez further down the order that bumped hamilton and george russell onto the second row there and of course a lot of cars uh bumped up the rostrum because mm -hmm. of it 
Uh, however, I've noticed next up on the agenda is the quiz. Yes. So I'm guessing that's quiz. linked to qualifying in some way or another? Yes, it is actually. Um, because Carlos Sainz took his first ever pole position at the US in the United States. Yep. Um, this is quite a simple quiz, but I, it sh- you should, I reckon you might have a chance of getting all of them. Um, there have been 10 different pole sitters in the United States Grand Prix uh, since the year 2000. Okay. I haven't got a timer up. Uh, you might want to get a timer up. I might want to do that. I completely forgot that aspect of the quiz. Uh, your time starts now. So you got Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, uh, Max Verstappen hasn't, if I remember correctly, Charles Leclerc, uh, Valtteri Bottas, um, I'm pretty certain Nico Rosberg got pole one year, uh, Michael Schumacher, Kimi Raikkonen, possibly. Juan Pablo Montoya. Um, Fernando Alonso. No, he didn't. No? How many am I missing? You've got four left, including... Well, one of them is obvious, but I didn't give it... Michael Schumacher, (laughs) Rubens Barrichello, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Barrichello. You've Um, got 30 seconds. And I've got three more. There were three more. Two of them... Yes, Verstappen did. I don't know why you said he didn't. When did he get a pole? Last year. 2021. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Hamilton started pole. Well, he definitely have one. I just looked. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've got to still try and get two <laughs> more, haven't I? Yeah. Um, I, one of them, you're, uh, you hate when I include them, but your time's up. Sorry. <laughs> I always I always include the one that I gave in the question, but you didn't say Carlos Sainz. Oh, what? That don't count. <laughs> uh, and the other one... You would get if you thought about it, but it's a bit obscure. So, uh, yeah, 2005, the the US Grand Prix that never was. Was that not Alonso? No, not Ring Yano Trulli. No, it was Yano. I oh, knew it was a Renault, and I couldn't remember the other one's name. Yeah, yeah, it was Trulli. So you got technically eight out of ten. Eight, no, eight out of nine, if you want to call it that. Oh, I'm going to call it eight out of nine. And yeah, Verstappen did get a pole last year. Are you sure? I don't think he did. I have just checked, and yes, he did. Why did Crofty say he's failed to get pulled two years in a row then? I don't know. Crofty's facts are never on point. No, not facts then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take eight out of nine then. I'll, eight I'll out take ten, eight out of nine, yeah. Not, not bad going. Fair not play. bad going. Uh, let's, let's get into the Grand Prix though itself then, Jamie. Um, Cota, of course, a long run, well, quite a steep run up in towards turn one. Always the opportunity for some moves to be made. Um, t- talk me through it. Yeah, there was plenty of opportunity uh, to be made, and George Russell was certainly one of those drivers looking for opportunity. But before that, uh, Verstappen absolutely launched it off the line. It's one of the best starts I've seen in quite a while. Um, was well clear in the lead by turn one, uh, which left Science in second. Went round the outside, and yeah, I think it was a bit of a racing incident, really. The, the big incident at turn one was Russell down the inside, um, and Science trying to do a switch back on, on Verstappen didn't really work out at all science got spun out russell uh had to obviously yeah i don't think he had damage majorly but definitely had to let off the throttle and get on the brake and lost a bit of time um and yeah science was out of the race from that which is a big shame for him but yeah it, it happens like that sometimes i think that's what third time or fourth time that he's been out in the first two laps yeah i think fourth season. time he's been out within the first two laps but is it is it four 
So we got USA, Definitely. Suzuka last weekend. Imola. Uh, Imola and Australia. Australia. Yeah. I thought there was one more as well. But you, you're probably right. Yeah, I think it's four, but he's had another two where he's picked up damage as well. Mm. Lap ones have just not been Sainz's forte this year. Not at all. Um, and I mean, no. don't get me wrong, completely George Russell's, mainly George Russell's fault there. But why was Sainz trying to switch back out of turn one on lap one of that Grand Prix? It's yeah, never going to work. It is a bit bold, especially when it's such a wide corner. You you can basically guarantee there's going to be cars on your inside if yeah. you've got that, but that bad a start. So... It's just a bit of like almost lack of awareness, I guess. Yeah, it's obviously heat at the moment stuff. You're just acting on instincts, but it wasn't the smartest move from science to try and switch back like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunate for him, but he was out of the race there and then. Yeah, I mean, going through that start though, really the the shining star, wasn't it, of that launch was Sebastian <coughs> Vettel of five places immediately. Aston Martin, like we yeah. said, they seem to just suddenly this weekend be right at the front of the midfield, and early on in the Grand Prix. Stroll was up in P3 and Seb was up to fifth. It was they were genuinely yeah. looking like good threats. Yeah, yeah, and they had well Perez, Leclerc, and both Mercedes uh, were behind them. So Hamilton was ahead. Oh yeah, Hamilton was no Hamilton was second, wasn't he? Russell yeah. fourth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was good good stuff from Aston. And they actually yeah recently they've been decent. Obviously they were pretty good pace in the wet in Japan. Um, they kind of uh, got overshadowed, even, didn't they? But based yeah. on the fact that Alpine were insanely rapid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've, they've certainly been easily fifth best car. Most, most, no, sorry, like level with Alpine and McLaren, so fifth, yeah. sixth ish. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's looking good. Alonso maybe hasn't made the worst career choice in the world because he made well, that in twenty twenty fifteen. So. Yeah, Aston Martin, I'm sure will throw it away uh, by the end, <laughs> by the start of next year, but. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it calmed down quite a lot very, very quickly, though, didn't it, early on in the Grand Prix? We yeah, kind of had Leclerc and we had Leclerc and Perez just sort of slicing and dicing their way through, picking up moves quite nicely. Uh, so, I mean, Verstappen was just sort of pulling away at the front of the field. Hamilton uh, was hanging around P2 there ahead of George Russell. And, yeah, Leclerc, Perez. Uh, Sainz was out, obviously, lap one with a water leak. Uh, that was his afternoon completely ruined until, yeah, lap 18, just over one quarter distance into the Grand Prix. Bottas a really really weird little mistake in towards the penultimate corner yeah it was one that you wouldn't expect from a driver of that experience I think he just literally got caught up by a gust of wind it's obviously a very high speed like the car's under a lot of pressure at that point but yeah. still he shouldn't shouldn't really be making that error of a man of well over 200 Grand Prix so <laughs> yeah not the best from him um, out on the spot because he found a gravel trap out there and yeah that caused a safety car which really did uh, spice up the race to say the least um, but yeah that allowed Leclerc a free pit stop he was running second rigged he hadn't stopped rigged yeah, yeah. Alfa Romeo we've got a Ferrari power unit it must be yeah. rigged well they said that they say that all the time about Alfa Tauri and Red Bull exactly. So, uh, exactly there we go F1 is rigged you heard it here first F1 um, is certainly rigged <laughs> yeah Leclerc came out fourth I believe behind yes. both Mercedes um, and yeah with basically gained him all the time that he lost in qualifying or by having that penalty so nice for him um yeah and the restart was uh pretty hectic to say the least especially in the midfield because yeah that was the the crash the, Al- the alonso stroll crash for i think it was p8 at the time absolutely horrific i've no clue i've i'm still confused to this day uh three days four days later how alonso carried on <laughs> i do not know but uh, yeah, he hit the barrier square. But he was 
flying. Yeah, but it the way that, I mean, let's let's talk about the incident itself. Of course, yeah, they yeah. go out onto the back straight. Alonso is tucked up in the slipstream. He pulls to the left hand side of Stroll at exactly the same time Stroll tries to go defensive. And I mean, let's let's not beat around the bush here. If that car had been pitched up ten degrees more, it would have gone over on itself. Yeah, yeah, Mark Webber Valencia style. Exactly, exactly. And um, I mean, apparently. I don't know whether this is true or not necessarily, but apparently Alonso has also said it was a racing incident. Um, That's because he's going to the team next year. <laughs> well, that's a very, very good point, isn't it? But, I mean, for me, I know I've sort of said this a couple of times, but I've been quite vocal about this. I genuinely believe for Stroll that should have been a qualifying ban for Mexico. That is so ridiculously dangerous. It honestly threw me back. Have you ever seen the video of the Euro F3 race at Monza? Uh, where the they, that, where they like had to abandon investigation. it. Yeah, the race yeah. had to be abandoned in the end because there was that much carnage. That was Stroll as well. That was that? Stroll as well in that race, yeah. It's a mistake that you make once in your first year of open wheelers where you move on somewhere like that and they go over the back of you. You don't make it six years into Formula One. It's so yeah. dangerous to move around like that in the middle of a straight. Alonso did go momentarily before Stroll as well, so he could have seen it. I think he did see it in his mirrors, which is why he then moved. I don't think you. I don't think you consciously do that in the way no. he did. To be fair, I don't. But it, like, it did look more of a reaction because he did glance in his mirrors just before and then moved. I, I guess he saw Alonso was close and thought, "I go, I better block him off." Yeah, I did, definitely didn't work out uh, to say the least. But yeah, Stroll was out on the spot, which was a shame because he was actually having a really good race. Yeah, um, and Aston Martin could have done with some really big points <clears throat> this weekend. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Alonso obviously looked at the sky. Uh, luckily, like I said, for a it, solid three or four seconds, it was. Right. Yeah, I mean that crap. I mean the thing is, well, if that car had stayed lifted up, he could have gone like the front end over the Armco barrier. Yeah, and that would have been really, really nasty. Um, but somehow, yeah, hit the wall square and carried on going. The, the Alpine must be made <laughs> of well, very, very Reminds strong me of this stuff. Singapore seventeen when Alonso's McLaren was involved in that huge crash at turn one and then just carried on. Um, they retired no. him eventually, but he carried on for like 15 laps. Not Singapore 17. Yeah, it was. He ripped a wheel off, I swear. No, he didn't. No, he was on the outside. He got hit by Verstappen and Raikkonen's yeah, barreling cars. I mean, the the iconic one, isn't it, of Alonso was Baku. Baku, yeah. Where he, he had two punctures, didn't he? Still limped it back round and then did score yeah. points again that weekend. And I fun, mean... fun stat, coming well, had the FIA not intervened, Alonso is the only driver to do part of a race on two wheels... And score points twice. Because <laughs> Mark Webber did it once in China, 2015. Yeah. Oh, other drivers have definitely done it before. Yeah, yeah. What about the Minardi guy that flipped it at Monza, coming towards the line? He well, did he it was on, on no he did wheels. He on no wheels and still yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah. Um, mean, yeah. In many ways, it was, it was kind of good that obviously Alonso was able to carry on and Stroll wasn't. I did find that quite ironic that Stroll's car's there just spinning down the straight as Alonso's up in the sky and carries on. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, but... some quality driving from the drivers behind. I think Gasly and Sonoda and Norris all did so well to have not hit well, either car. Sonoda got told off, didn't he? Because he's built up a bit of a tendency when things like that happen just to go foot to the floor straight through mm. it. Which, which is kind of a dangerous strategy, but yeah, then slightly. again, it, it kind of just encapsulates what I think makes Yuki great. As in, yeah. there are reckless behavior, but in a kind of a weird way that he's... He's quite nice. Yeah. I don't know, it's, <laughs> he doesn't it's, annoy it's anyone. I think he's too small to annoy anyone. 
Well, don't get me wrong. There's there's certainly a big conversation that needs to be had at some point about this sort of romanticization about how small Yuki is. Um, <laughs> but that's just Twitter being weird, I would have thought as well. But yeah, I mean, big, big crush there. That then brought out another safety car, didn't it? Um, yeah, immediately. And then things kind of calmed down again, didn't they, for a while? Yeah, after the restart, there was no real drama on the second restart. Um, Verstappen just started gapping again from Hamilton. Um, I think Leclerc got past Russell fairly swiftly up to third place. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was kind of normal until the next round of pit stops um, in which, yeah, Verstappen pit from the lead. One lap after Hamilton had pit to try and undercut, I think the gap was around two seconds. Yeah. Um, so it could have, it could have, I think it would have been really close, um, the undercut. Uh, but yeah, Verstappen then had an 11 second pit stop, which was uh, very nice. And at that point, the entire... Team LH is dreaming of number 104. Honestly, um, 104 <laughs> I was, was like, written That's in it. the stars. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, at that point, I was like, well, Hamilton's won. That's, in- been, that's annoying. Important <laughs> to note, though, Hamilton went on to hards, Max went on to mediums. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mercedes were less confident about their tyre wear. Um, even though there's only, what, 18 laps to go? 17, 18? Yeah, but mediums really wore out quite quickly, didn't they? Throughout the entirety mm. of the Grand Prix. It was a very, very strange one. Yeah, but that, that slow stop also dropped Verstappen behind Leclerc. And I think, had it been clear air, Verstappen versus Hamilton, Verstappen, there would have been no doubt, I don't think, that he would have caught him back. But the fact he had Leclerc to fight and pass made it even more uncertain if he was still going to win or not. Um. So yeah, that was kind of the storyline. The main storyline for the rest of the race from that point was, yeah, Verstappen how fast can he get past Leclerc and then how fast can he pass and or catch and pass Hamilton and yeah. it made for a really intriguing end to the race kind of like last year but roles reversed and cars were very much similar last year yes cars were much more similar I mean the, the Cota has always been a track as well you know it's been a Hamilton hunting ground for so many yeah, years definitely. isn't it of course you know we, we talk about you know he got that win for McLaren back at the very first race there uh, won all the turbo hybrid races are against Nico Rosberg, of course. The only the only race he hadn't won for about six years there was 2013, uh, where Seb mm. had the OP car, and then obviously Kimi uh, put an end to that run. And then so did Bottas. A race that I think everyone forgot was actually quite good, good between race, Hamilton yeah. and Bottas the, the year and after. And Verstappen was there, was he not? Uh, Verstappen was pretty close as well, if I remember correctly, yeah. Uh, no, that, that was 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, Verstappen was second 2018. I thought he was second again. Maybe he was... No. No, Bottas passed Hamilton at the end, didn't Bottas he? Bottas yeah. passed Hamilton later on in the day in 2019, I think because the championship was all but sealed up. Um, yeah, yeah. But it then did also mean Sebastian Vettel, which we mentioned had a really good start, and of course was just able to utilise the Aston Martin pace, led what is probably his last ever laps in Formula 1. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I've just leant forward to turn my light on and didn't reach it. I, I did but, wonder um... what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, um, Vettel... Apparently, he was on 3,499 laps led. Yep. And he made it 3,500, which yeah. is very satisfying. Yeah, Although massive. he's going to finish on 299 weight races. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, but apparently his dad was on the German commentary team this weekend. Really? That's, that's nice. And apparently that's there were good. there were quite a few conversations. Well, from what I gathered, apparently there's other stuff going on at the moment as to why Seb wants to leave. Uh, which is most likely, obviously, you know, wants to spend time with family. You know, he's got three kids. Uh, wants everything to save like the bees. Hmm? Wants, wants to spend more time bees. saving the bees. But I'm starting out, you know, from from the quotes I saw on Twitter, of course, you, you take them with a pinch of salt, everything like that. But the quotes his dad was coming out with, it does make you wonder whether Seb's gone, 
maybe maybe I don't want to go. Maybe maybe I have <laughs> called it just a little. Well, bit yes. Too ever since he announced his retirement, he seems to just be enjoying it more and generally driving quite well. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I was going to talk about this. This was vintage Seb this weekend. Yeah. You know, he, has, he hasn't got a car well, right at the front. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of just there, like, now the pressure's off because he's retiring at the end. It doesn't really matter what happens. He seems to be better again. Yeah, yeah. Seb like, just is a driver that to... can't drive under insane pressure. Well, that's always been the case, hasn't it? 20... Yeah, but this is what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when the title at the end, but the amount of mistakes that year... And then obviously Red Bull 14, should everyone forgets. 17. 2010, people love to paint. Red Bull should story. have absolutely dominated. Red Bull should have absolutely cream crackered everyone all but that four year. Poles. <laughs> like it was such a dominant car that don't get me wrong, was was botched a bit by reliability and of course Alonso and Hamilton you know, they were very, both very absolutely drivers, yeah. brilliant drivers as well. But Red Bull, I mean, I think what was it, Seb won on like two hundred and fifty odd points? That season, 56, yeah, I think it was. Two two five six to two five two, and you think nowadays, you know, that Red Bull should have probably been looking at three hundred plus points. I think it was Easily. a nineteen race yeah. season, wasn't it? You know, to win yeah, on yeah. two hundred and fifty six points, effectively ten race wins in a seventh place <laughs> in a nineteen race campaign is kind of mad yeah. when you think about it. But yeah, but he was on it this weekend. He, he was, was very good. He was. It was. It was great to see. And yeah, ten years after Hamilton overtook him on lap forty one of the Grand Prix uh, for the race win. Hamilton overtook Sebastian Vettel on that 41 of the Grand Prix for the race lead once more, which was quite yeah. poetic in a weird way that yeah, shows, was, goes actually. to show 10 years old, but then, um, Sadly for Seb, it all fell apart when Aston Martin boxed him and gave him a 7 or 8 second pit stop. Yeah, which um, even I was a bit gutted about, to be honest, because I yeah, did really want to see I him weirdly was liking, I weirdly was supporting Seb this weekend, which I didn't see coming, but there we go. Just, just the way it um, goes sometimes, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the, the talk of the town, wasn't it, was just Verstappen was taking time out of Lewis Hamilton. I mean, the, the gap one lap would go down by a tenth or so, next lap would go down by half second. I'll be completely honest, Jamie, I was literally bricking myself. I, uh, was, I was finding it so intense because I was just imagining all of my Hamilton-supporting friends just stressing like mad. <laughs> I was so stressed. I cannot even begin to describe to you just how much I was freaking out. Because I think the thing is as well, of course, you know, it was different to anything else because Hamilton was obviously on such the back foot. And, you know, the last time we've had anything like this for Lewis was obviously Abu Dhabi last year, but that was completely different emotions. Um, but there was just that bit of me that went, this has got to be that poetic moment where Hamilton it would have been insane. just... I almost I mean, would have rated it just for the, like, the storyline. <laughs> it would have just been like that. It just keeps the streak going for another year. You know, that poetic, just when you think all is lost this season, Mercedes just get that one win back on the board. And on lap 50, Max Verstappen just got up the inside and sailed off into the distance because that Red Bull is ferociously quick down the straights. But I think, you know, people are giving Hamilton stick for not defending that more aggressively. I genuinely don't actually think he thought the Red Bull would be anywhere near as close as it was. No, it was seven seven tenths at the start of the straight. Who gained seven tenths? On a straight. Yeah, yeah. I do think Hamilton of five years ago would have defended that. But but there was no point, though, was there, really? They would have well. put it off for one more lap. And you never know. If you do that five more times, you've won the race. Yeah, but like, you can. It just won't well, happen. You don't know if you don't try. Like, yeah, but you've he, got nothing to lose, and like really. I said, I think the thing was he genuinely was surprised that Verstappen got the run that he did. 
Um, yeah. But you yeah. mean for Mercedes, they're in a much slower car on slower, older tires. Hamilton didn't race. Really, so still older. Uh, it, it didn't really. They weren't really going to be able to do anything sensibly about it. And of course, no. they're still. I was. You know, I was a bit. Ferrari. I was. I was a bit disappointed. He didn't. He didn't cover the inside. Yeah, so was I. But it wouldn't have made. I don't think it would have made. It wouldn't a difference, have changed. It would have just anything. shown shown the spirit a bit more. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, we did get one more final battle, didn't we? Sebastian Vettel again. Another shout out to him. Banging last lap overtake on Kevin Magnussen for P8. Did another one, Albon, a few laps earlier. It's the same position, running yes, outside of reverse he did, turkey didn't he? turn eight. But, I mean, well, that move on the final lap, though, was brilliant. Because, obviously, he was on Quality. opposite lock through some of it. Especially as it's on Kevin Magnussen, who you know is not going to be that respectful to you. No, exactly. Um, I mean, not, he wasn't. not that respectful is a bit unfair. I think just tells people how it is. Well, suck the balls, yeah, mate. Yeah, very hard-line defending. I think, um, yeah, um, harsh but <laughs> fair. Firm, firm, I think, is so the way we describe it. Says the Hulk fan over here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're just a little suck my balls, mate. Just get over it. Get over it, Jamie. But yeah, Vettel, I think he was out in 13th, 14th yeah. from the pit stop. Yeah, and brilliant. He had recovery. much fresh tyres, but he did completely rinse through a DRS train. So fair play to him. Ended up P8. Um, and yeah, the other thing was Alonso, after being showing up, I think Martin Brundle said, showed up on the nearby radar uh, halfway through the race, just rocked up in P6. Uh, also having. Well, obviously he pit under the second safety car to change his front wing and tyres, and then just ran with those tyres to the end, and yeah, was briefly uh, P6. Norris got him at the end for P7 uh, to put him back down to P7. But yeah, the fact he was going in P6 with the car in that state, which we'll get onto in a few minutes, yeah, was insane. Like I really liked. It was kind of poetic. All the four champions on the grid were all absolutely on it this race. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was very much just a weekend of the, you know, the old guard showing the young guys and how it's done. Yeah, I mean, he's dominant car. <laughs> you still drove very well. He did. You no, know, don't get me wrong. You did still drive very well, but very, very dominant car still. You know, you can't do anything <laughs> against that Red Bull at the moment. But well, why wasn't Perez second then? Because Perez doesn't get the same car as Verstappen. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, Verstappen, race victory, though, ahead of Hamilton, Leclerc. There. I mean, Leclerc, yeah, very quiet, but very good recovery to P3 in the end. Uh, means he's now one point back ahead of Sergio Perez, if I remember correctly. Uh, Perez fourth ahead of George Russell there. He didn't really deserve more than P5, did he, George? I don't know what's going on over the last few weekends. You know, he just, you know, he had such a good first half of the season. And don't get me wrong, I also think it's very unfair that he's just been involved in a couple of incidents recently and now everyone hates him. Yeah, um, yeah. But he, I think he just needs to last three races of the year, just tone it back a bit, and just finish the year. In many ways, just try and finish the year quite quietly, to be honest, so people yeah. kind of forget about it all. Uh, Land- like go and reset. Yeah, exactly. Lando Norris though, P six, brilliant drive by him, and yeah, Fernando Alonso P seven until Haas decided to report him because apparently the meatball flag doesn't exist, and then when someone reports you, then it does exist again, but after a Grand Prix, it was just ridiculous, wasn't it? It was stupid. I felt so annoyed and sad for him. Even I did. That seems Because, like, he has driven out of his skin, that race. He is, like... Not only has he driven out of his skin, he's flown out of his skin as well. Yeah, And, like, if the FIA deem his car unsafe... Then give him a black and orange flag. It's not that difficult, surely. <laughs> and they just didn't. Because, like, yeah, if they did give him a black and orange, they probably would have had to retire because there's no way they're going to fix all that damage in a pit stop. 
Um, but yeah, it's like at least at least give him the disappointment there and then when he's just had the crash. And the fact they let him go on in the race, yeah. finish P7, and then gave him a 30-second penalty is just a bit ridiculous. Really. But the car was deemed legal in Park Ferme. Yeah. That's what yeah. I don't get. I mean, I, I mean, we haven't had confirmation yet. It might confirmation might have come out by the time the podcast goes live. They did appeal, yeah. But the appeal I think is Thursday morning, uh, so it's probably actually going to be going out around the same time uh, as this podcast. But I, I hope they will. Genuinely think they will. Not overturn only for it. my fantasy team. Yeah, I think they will overturn it. To be <laughs> honest, and that's not just for the poetry or anything like that. I just genuinely think they'll go. Well, this is a bit ridiculous. You should have done this at that time. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, another one as well. That I wanted to just quickly shout: Alex Albon spent a lot of the afternoon nestled just inside the top ten and was unlucky uh, that you know a couple of quick He's passes done it came so past many him times. That Williams is just a rocket ship. Well, he gets into positions and then just stays there because it's rapid on the straight. This is what I was genuinely wondering though: how many more points do you reckon if they'd kept George Russell, they'd have this year? Yeah, because Albon is definitely not as good as Russell. No, like Latifi scored points. De Vries score points on his one time. How many points are they on as a team? Eight. Two, two, and four. Well, if Albon's on four, I'd back Russell to be on at least like ten-ish. It does. I mean, I don't think it would have bumped them above AlphaTauri or anything no, like no. that. But it does make you wonder how many times you know Russell could have snuck in sort of P7, P8 here and there. Mm. Because, he, like we said, you know, he's definitely a better driver than any of those three. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a little side note there. Of course, Yuki Tsunoda technically at the moment is classified P9. He'll score points either way. Uh, and then it's just a case of whether Alonso scores points or Ocon uh, at the end of the day there. Uh, does mean actually, looking at the Constructors' Championship, we've suddenly got a lot more battles going on again. Yeah. Really, yeah. everyone now, except for the big three in Williams, are locked into a battle between now and the end of the year. Six Mercedes points. and Ferrari aren't that far apart either. 53 is pretty big to recover oh, in three Grand Prix. Yeah, to I be suppose. fair. Uh, but six points between Alpine and McLaren, one point between Aston Martin and Alfa Romeo, and two points between Haas and Alfa Tauri. Aston Martin have been on a tear. Give me, give me who's winning out of them three. So I'm going to say Alpine. I am actually going to say Alfa Romeo. And really? I'm going to go Haas. That's the most nailed on that Aston are beating Alfa Romeo. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I think Aston Martin, don't get me wrong, had a really strong weekend here. I think they'll struggle next weekend because it's uh, Mexico and the Mercedes power units always struggle there. Um, and of course, Alfa Romeo have been starting to bring a few more upgrades in uh, recently again. You know, sort of brought a couple of upgrades into uh, into Cota. Bottas should have scored points, of course, made that mistake. Uh, so they should be a couple extra clear. But I, I, I mean, think Alfa Romeo are just <laughs> about going to hang on. Alfa Romeo have scored one point since Canada. Yeah. And Aston Martin have got in the last three races, about sixth, eighth, sixth, and seventh. <laughs> I've said what so, I've got to say, Jamie. Why? What do you? Play. What do you think out of the three? Um, I'll go Alpine as well because Ricardo's just making McLaren fight with one hand tied behind their back. Well, he's he's um, trying to make the McLaren fight whilst they're hitting themselves with one hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, imagine I sorry. Aston Martin all day going to finish sixth. Imagine you're getting paid twenty-one million just to stink up Woking. Like it's <laughs> mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, Aston Martin are going to beat Alfa Romeo, sadly. Um, oh, this one's hard. I would go for Alfa Tauri. Just, they need three points. And for ha- like three points over Haas, I'd back them for that, I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Shall we jump in then, Jamie, to driver well, of the day? Sorry. I'm just an absolute... Yeah, he's actually reached my light. One minute. Driver we of We're the back. day. Um, driver of the day. I mean, I've said it already. The Ford champs did unbelievably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I was to pick one, I would go for Alonso. Yeah, I think... If he gets the penalty revoked, I will also probably say Alonso. Otherwise, I don't think it would change my mind. I don't think it should have been a penalty. No, so I don't think it should have been, but I'm going to say Sebastian Vettel. Fair. I think Throwing weekend, it back 10 years. Exactly. It really has been the throwback weekend, hasn't it? Uh, against my will, let's let's go into F1 <laughs> Fantasy. Oh, dearie me, what a disaster that has been. I generally have one of the weekends of the season until Alonso got penalised, which is very, very sad. Uh, right. Uh, so it's not a case of if you outscore me, it's a case of by how much. <laughs> how many points because did you score? Because what I did, and I feel like an absolute genius, because oh, as we know, the only top six uh, driver you can turbo is Carlos Sainz right now, um, because of the values. I decided to instead go for Lando Norris uh, and not have Sainz at all, which looks pretty poor after qualifying, but then luckily for me, uh, Sainz DNF'd. So yeah, I ended up with 159. Ah... How about you? What are you saying? Well, I have a guess. Well, pre-podcast, you were disclosed to me it's not triple figures, which it's is not. pretty shocking. Mm. I'll go for 75. 82. Oof. None of my three teams got over 100 points. That is terrible. That is shocking from you. I got shafted, for lack of a better term. Sainz turboed, 10 points. Nice. Verstappen, 46 points. Perez, 23 points. Alpine, nine points. <laughs> Bottas, minus four. Alonso, minus two. Yeah. 82 points. I mean, my risky team did even worse. I had Hamilton on 54 points. Aston Martin. I turboed Alonso. And then I had <laughs> Ricardo, Sainz, and Gasly. Who, between That's all four of them, team. got me 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my, my meme team, I had Turbo Joe Guan Yu, who got me 24, Haas, <laughs> K-Mag, Mick, and both Williams, which needs to be 99 well. points. Yeah. My meme team's designed to score as little as possible, <laughs> and it scored me the most points this week. So, yeah. Where are you in your own league? Oh, like 6,208. Yeah, we're up to, thank I'm... you very much, over 4,500 of you now involved absolutely insane i want to definitely get it over 5k next year i'm actually going to try jamie i'm going to go on the record in saying this i'm going to try next year and get some prizes sorted oh i'm going to I might, try i might have to try hard that then yeah i don't think they're going to be that good that you can try hard <laughs> but i am i'm going to go on the record here now and say i'm going to try and get some prizes uh, ready for next year so out of 4506 teams jamie where did you finish at kota oh just the one in kota yeah Okay, I finished. Actually, it's not that impressive. Uh, one two nine nine. Better than me. Yeah, a lot better than you. <laughs> Out of four and a half thousand people, I finished four thousand three hundred twenty fifth. Oof. A hundred and eighty people did worse than me. That's a real team as well. That's, that's a so real funny. team. <laughs> Overall, though, where are you? I am. I don't even want to look. Let me. Let me keep scrolling. Where are you it says overall? Just... Overall in your league, out of four and a half thousand people, yeah, I am three hundred and fourteenth. Oh dear, oh. we're doing quality. Oh, one thousand two hundred seventieth. Oof, I'm almost a thousand places behind you. 
I it's can't believe good. that. It's... I reckon if I break top top two fifty, I'll be very happy. Have you got a Mega Drive? You've used your Mega Drive. No, I've used you? mine. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, my meme team—that's the second time this year it's ranked. Sorry, the third time this year it's ranked within the top four thousand. Just quite wow. good going. <laughs> I, I had three thousand nine hundred sixtieth at Monza, three thousand nine hundred seventieth at Cota, and then three thousand two hundredth at Bahrain. Um, it just so, sounds like whenever Joe does well, you get in the top four k. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I do pretty well then. Um, do we want to run run me through? Do I'll do top ten for USA. You give us top ten overall for the season. Yeah. All right. That seems yeah. fair. So team forty four. Can't imagine who he's got on his roster. Uh, one from Kota, three hundred and thirty seven points there. So Jamie didn't do that well at all, mate. Um, no, pretty rubbish. He had Hamilton Megard. Charles Leclerc, Yuki Sonoda, K-Mag Turboed. What a mad lad. Mick Schumacher and Red Bull. That is a banging team. Fair play. Uh, can you quickly see what the most anyone scored this weekend was on the Global okay. League? Um, uh, Peter, 78 in P2. Ahead of Matthew M in P3. Uh, Juan P in fourth. Ahead of Nathan, uh, Sam Petros, uh, Mauro and Jose in ninth place. They all use their Mega Driver. 270 points, though. For Turbo Ralph P, getting inside the top 10 overall this week uh, with a roster of Turbo Norris, just like Jamie, Hamilton Verstappen, both Haas cars and Red Bull. Hats off to you, good sir. That is an incredible score uh, to, without using your Mega Driver this weekend. Jamie, what You got was... top 10 without Mega, sorry. You got top 10 without Mega, 270 wow. points. The, uh, the most you could get, I think, or the most that anyone got in the world was 384. Oh, so that's that's pretty good going in by uh, yeah. Dugu, I'm going to guess. I'm sorry, I butchered your name there. Uh, give us a top 10 rundown then, Jamie, top of 10 how rundown. the season is looking. We have the Volvo 240, number 17, Global 2021. I love that Philip name. Philip S is still winning with a Mega Driver left. Yeah, I on mean... three eight three three points. Poor Larry, man. Oh. No, was it Larry no, or was Larry. it Max? It was sorry, mustache, yeah, yeah, Max, top of the world earlier on this year. And he megged a DNF, didn't he? Yeah, that was that was shocking. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Um, yeah, we've got Kevin L in P two overall, uh, twenty two points behind, with the boy who cried wolf P three. Uh, yeah, just a further what's that? Fourteen points behind. Sixteen. Uh, sorry, sixteen points. And Larry in P four. We've got Mihir S in P five with Dipam. Mantle's moustache, it's all gone wrong. He's going to finish P7. Uh, well, I don't know. He's probably not going to finish but... P7. Yeah, if you bottle top 10, that's that's terrible. He probably I will. There's like four people right behind him with Mega Drive yeah, still. true. Oh, Max, mate, honestly, if you need a hug, just hit me up on Twitter, seriously. <laughs> Bartek 8th with Rosario P9 and Ralph P. The guy Is he the guy who did yes. top 10? I think he's new to no the league. Mega. He could be. I don't think we've said that name before. And he's nestled inside the top 10 still with his Mega Driver. I think Ralph P might be... He's if never you, got a top 10 before. If you're not new um, to the league, I'm really sorry. The fact I've probably just slandered you there accidentally. But I think Ralph P might be quite might be quite new. I'm not sure. To the league. I th- I, I'll back him to be there all season. Fair enough. Um, our personal predictions, though, I don't really want to talk about these either. They were a disaster, weren't they? Yeah, I, I beat you again. Um, so that's that one done. I mean, it's all about over, isn't it, really? Let's, let's not beat around the bush here. Um, yeah, I also got a nice uh, nice little DM from someone suggesting what I can tweet off your account. Oh, um, no. Who DM'd fun. you? Uh, I don't remember the name, but... Oh, it wasn't someone yeah. we both... No, no, it wasn't someone we know. It was, oh, okay. a, it was a new person. Okay. Um, Look at you getting DMs. Yeah, I'm getting little little ideas. We'll get full oh, formulating no. something. No, it's going to be about Alonso, isn't it? 
Well, we will have to wait and see, won't we? It's about Alonso, I know it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, this week, though, you scored... Uh, so you got Four. pole wrong. We both got pole wrong. We both got pole wrong. Uh, but you got the top two in the race, correct? You said Verstappen Hamilton, but you said George Russell P3. You didn't say George Russell for a murder. Uh, so you're <laughs> up to 66 points overall. Uh, I got Verstappen win correct and nothing else. No, I got Perez yeah, on the podium. podium. So I got Sorry. three yeah. points. So I'm up to 47 it's yeah the gap's 19 19 with, with three, three races, races left, to go there's 26 points available still between now and the end of the year so next week so actually it could become impossible that's jokes oh that is so depressing <laughs> i mean i've done better than leclerc this year so i guess i'll take that but i don't know at least he had some hope of winning at some point yeah but i've made it at least with three races to go i've still got a chance at the title <laughs> leclerc didn't manage that so i, I, no, I take that I'm better than charles leclerc still <laughs> at the end of the day uh race rating then jamie before we round it out i think it was quality i think i think i gave silverstone a nine and a half i'll give this one a nine it was very very good it wasn't quite silverstone but it was very no, good i no. think a nine is pretty fair uh, come the end of the GP. But are we doing predictions now, Jamie, or are we doing another podcast tomorrow? We'll do them now. We'll do them we'll now. We'll do them really, very fast. Jamie's decided we're not doing another podcast for you all. Yeah, this is enough for me this week. Um, <laughs> right, well, Mexico then. Overexposed right now. Poll top three. Oh, it's so boring, isn't it? Just to go Verstappen. But it, this was his hunting ground before he even had a good car. No, no, Red so... Bull were always rapid at Cota, uh, Mexico. Remember, I will Ricardo go, was better. I will go Max Verstappen, pole. Max Verstappen, win, with Sergio Perez in second place at his home Grand Prix. Okay. And hmm. the problem is now I've got to go different. Charles, Otherwise, I'm Charles I enjoy that. I'm going <laughs> to go full send. Leclerc pole. Yep. There we go. I'm going to say Leclerc win. Interesting. Perez P2, Hamilton P3. Verstappen, what's happened to him? DNF. Fair. Okay. We'll see if that happens. It won't. You know Red Bull have won every race in Silverstone? Yes, I did. And this man has just predicted a Ferrari win in Red Bull's hunting ground. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. I stand firm by my conviction, Jamie. (laughs) <laughs> if you think I'm wrong, just wait until I end up putting a tweet off your account after I recover an unholy amount of points in the final <laughs> few races. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But oh, let us know your predictions in the comments. Yes, yeah, let us know your top three uh, down below as well. Thank you all as always so much for listening. Jamie is, I'm sure, absolutely fuming at the other end yeah, of the show. The please fact this end. Has gone on I want to go and eat minutes. food. Uh, I think we'd better quickly as well, just before we round this out though, Jamie, oh. uh, talk about our favourite Grand Prix of the last 15 years and I think you ought to explain to me why Hulkenberg's 2010 pole at uh, Brazil was probably the luckiest race uh, qualifying <laughs> position there's ever been but you know that wasn't lucky he actually ever... you know you always say oh he was on drive <laughs> and everyone else set him off. that's incredible you know Matt always I'm bringing up fake fake stats here like Crofty earlier Matt always says, oh, it was lucky because Hulk was on dries and everyone else was on inters. No, That's not true. Everyone was on dries. Everyone was on dries. Everyone was on dries. I'm just and amazed Hulk that was just rapid. Worked. Okay. Okay. Right, end the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening <laughs> and we'll return hopefully at some point next week uh, with more Knowing Wheel. <laughs>